Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. Praise God. Good to see everybody this afternoon. To be in the house of God together. Uh, amen. We'll get started. I'd like to ask Brother Kevin if he would lead us in prayer this afternoon. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. We ask you, Lord, that you bless each and every one that is here today, Lord Almighty God. Thank you, Lord, for the, everything that you have done for us this morning, Lord, the benefits that you renew each and every morning. We thank you, Lord, for each and every person in this place, Almighty God. We thank you, Lord Almighty God, for your spirit, Lord Almighty God. We thank you, Lord, for salvation, Lord healing and deliverance, Lord Almighty God. We ask, Lord, that you cover us, Lord, all in your precious blood, Lord Jesus. In your holy name, Lord Almighty God. We lift up your holy name in Jesus' name, Lord Almighty God. We worship you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord, in our bodies, Almighty God. We thank you, Lord Almighty God, for all that you do, Lord, for your service, Almighty God. For everything, Lord Almighty God. Come about in our lives, Almighty God. Touch us in a mighty way, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, for this day. Amen.
pay my rent. That's how good God is. That's Amen. That quick. A lot of times we ask him for, we don't, we don't ask him properly. Oh God, if you can do this and do that. If I do this and do, we put a stipulation on it. A condition. Just ask and you shall receive. You get what you give. If you're asking and you ain't receiving, then you ain't giving. It doesn't mean just money either. So don't just take that. Give your service, give your time, give your labors. Tithe off your day. 24 hours you're granted, 2 hours and 40 minutes you give him. And whatever capacity. And he's faithful and just to give right back. So I want to praise him because, man, he makes a way. All the time. And he's always on time. I really appreciate the Lord for everything that he does. For my wife and I, these troubles we're going through, it's pushed me closer to him. I've learned to walk in my own affliction with what I'm going through, but I'm bearing hers too. And I would just sit and watch someone you love struggle is burdensome, but it pushed me closer. So I'm thankful. I'll rejoice in this tribulation because yeah. it's going to work patience, yeah. endurance, all those things that it lists. That's right. And I believe he's got a blessing for us. Yeah. Those trials refining to level up, to grow, grow in that spiritual plane. So I want to thank him for all of those. I know a lot of you are all going through that same thing. So if I could encourage you to just hold on. Amen. If you can't go forward, you feel like you can't go forward, then stand. Amen. Having Amen. done all to withstand. Yes. There's a difference. So I want to thank the Lord. I'm grateful to be here. Grateful to have breath. It is his breath in my lungs. You don't have to wake us up. But he chose to extend favor to you. Every one of you today. Every three seconds, somebody in this world dies. Yep. But while you take your next breath, someone else is taking their final. And that's all by the hand of God. Amen. If you stop and really appreciate him for what he truly is. Brother Aaron, about four or five years ago, man, it rings in my head every day. Everybody wants a savior. Yep. Oh, help me, Lord. Oh, just nobody wants a Lord. Yep. Because a Lord, you got to submit. Yep. And you got to serve. Yep. you got to work. you got to tarry. Yep. A savior, you just want to... Give me, give me, give me. Man, every day, that's what we got to serve. He's both. He's Lord and Savior. I'm thankful for that. Thankful for his correction. Helping me to grow. Changing me. Leading me. Rebuking me. I just want to honor him today. Welcome you all to the house of God. Our visitors, the gentlemen here. Brother Dylan, good to see you back. Tigger, Jace, it's good to see you all. Yep. Uh, open it up for testimony. Oh, he beat you. <laughs> he beat you, Brother Dan. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, Praise the Lord. I woke up and I lost my voice. I don't have a sore throat or anything, but for some reason I can't talk. So anyway, two, two things real quick. This is really kind of neat. Uh, Friday um, Friday evening we went out and we picked uh, most of all the stuff out of the carton that was you know ready to be picked especially the tomatoes and uh, when we were picking them we're looking at all the tomatoes that are on these plants I mean it's got to be 15 gallons of tomatoes on those plants out there still and I said oh Lord I don't want to lose these tomatoes 
So before we left, there was uh, Dean and myself, uh, Brother Jubal and Brother Joel. And so I said, let's pray. So we prayed and I said, Lord, stay the frost off those tomatoes. So come back the next morning and wiped out everything except the tomatoes. <laughs> so that's, that's God. That's not, that isn't anything else. Um, the other thing is this. Um, Dean and I were down in South Sioux City um, uh, Friday night. And so I didn't give it a thought. She said, can we eat at La Juanita's? And I go, man, I didn't even give that a thought. I said, let's do it. So we go over to La Juanita's and in my mind, I'm going, oh, it'd be so neat to see Michelle. Okay, so, who? So we walk in, <laughs> and she's working. She, we come walking in, she goes, hi. You know, she goes, I never work these hours. Because... <laughs> We weren't expecting to see her because she always works during the day. But I've been praying for her, and we have this real connection. She's the daughter of the owners of La Juanitas. I've known her for years. Seen her grow up from a teenager. And uh, so I'm trying to get a connection with her. And it's like the Lord's really been putting it on my heart and everything. That's why I thought it was so neat that we run into Michelle like that. So I've given her the opportunity to form a link with us and so we're just praying that she she does it and so uh but keep michelle in prayer because there's something about that lady um something about her heart and it's like i know the lord's talking to her i know he is so anyway praise the lord thank you brother dan praise the lord I've never needed a bike. <laughs> I want to thank the Lord. You know, the garden's been a blessing. And next year it'll even be more so. I don't know if y'all been to the store and bought groceries. And for you young people, pay attention. What costs $5 is now $12. It's more than doubled in price. Fresh fruit and vegetables, if you can find them. If you can find them. They're so expensive, you can't hardly buy them. So what we have out in the garden has been a blessing. We have canned over a hundred jars of green beans. And yesterday, Marquita and the kids, uh, Brother Jubal and I were out there and we picked all the green beans. Normally, green beans are two sets. You get your first set and then your second set. We've been picking since June, the first week of June in that garden. Thank you, Jesus. Last night, we picked almost two five-gallon pails full of green beans. You know, it just reminds me of uh, Pharaoh. You know, your seven years of plenty and your seven years of lean. We're getting our plenty right now. You know, 
so thankful for what God's done in that garden. I mean, we're out there and we're just, uh, Jubal finds a, a squash. Is this one good? Is this one good? You know, we're finding squash in the grass. You know, so thankful for that. So thankful for all that God's provided. And I also want to thank the Lord for my job. I have a menial job. <coughs> By choice, I have a menial job. I work as a custodian for the university. But I've made a connection. I have two floors, uh, 40 rooms on each floor, two students in each room. That's 160 students I have direct contact with every day. And I have a group that comes and talks to me every day. I've been able to witness to them. <coughs> You know, they, they asked me, they asked me about my sobriety, and I said, you know, they said, how'd you do it? D-Days. How'd you do it? And I said, you know what? I gave it to God. I said, it's not my victory. I said, I left it at the altar. And these students are like, really? Yeah. Um, some of them know Chrissy, and they're like, you know, Chrissy, she's a miracle. And I said, yes, she is. You know, so, the, so they're able to hear it almost daily. And these aren't people that are shying away from it. They're coming to me daily. You know, they're, they're asking questions. And so just keep praying for them. You know, um, it's a boldness that we need when we're talking to people. I could have said it. Oh, I've been sober. Um, November 1st will be 27 years. Amen. In three days, I've been completely clean from everything for 26 years. On the 11th of October, I put down five packs of cigarettes, and that was it. God is so good. God is so good. But if we hold that testimony and we're not sharing that testimony, that precious, precious gift isn't precious to anybody. We're being selfish. God gave us that talent, that ability. We need to share what God's done for us. Amen. You know, I have Muslims on my floor, and, you know, we talk all the time. They know who I serve, you know, and they hear me talk about it. I, I have no fear in that. You know, my job is say, oh, wait a minute. It's okay. If they don't like it, they can say, yeah. and walk. Mm -hmm. you know, but I have a God that I serve, and I'm so thankful for that. I've seen miracle after miracle after miracle after. The garden itself is a miracle. Yeah. Chrissy's a miracle. My marriage to my husband is a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> it's going on 26 years this year. <laughs> God has been so good to me. Yes. 
Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. There's many out there, many out there that need it. It says, in that knowing the time, that it, now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. It's time to wake up, church. Start doing what we are called to do. It's not just us that need to be saved. That's, that's not in our job description. It's to go out there and preach the gospel. I don't know if you guys watching what's going on over in Israel. It's key. It's key to who we are. To what's going to go down. Things are getting closer and closer. Let's start reaching out. I don't want to be selfish, man. I got loved ones out there, people. I don't even care, perfect stranger. I don't want to see them go to hell. That's my challenge to you this week. Invite one person to church. There's 40 of us in here. Not counting the little tiny guys. Of course, they can go do it. You invite one person to church. You never know. If one takes hold, then we're doing our job. And do one good deed. I challenge our students that every time I'm in there teaching. Do one good deed for someone. It's an act of benevolence. You never know what it can do. Like Brother Jubal said. Or even Brother Richie. That probably witnessed or ministered to that lady. And never know. God might make you cross paths on Pine Ridge like he said. So we could just plant a little seed. Sow a seed of love. Never know what might bloom. We need to start reaching. We need to start acting. And in love. I just want to encourage you all. Let's get out there. Let's do our Father's work. Don't be ashamed to be apostolic. And let's just show forth love to Vermillion. It needs it. Man, this town is getting... Yeah, I don't... Crazy is the only thing I could say to you. It's getting, it's getting wild. So let's go out there and overcome it with the love of God. I'll get you all in Jesus' name. Let's get behind the pastor. Support him. Let's preach with him. Let's give an applause, a worship, and a praise to the Lord as pastor comes up. Thank you very much. Yep, that's what we all need. That's what we all need. We're called to be the light of the world. Now, now. And God. that's who we are. A uh, couple of announcements. Uh, let's not forget Brother Gabriel Reynolds will be coming here October 25th to the 29th. Wednesday to a Sunday and services prayer will be at 6 and services will start at 6.30 Amen and then there will be no foundation class tomorrow tomorrow in honor of all you Native Americans wherever you are praise God Amen. So thankful to the Lord for what He is doing. Amen. Praise God. Thankful to be a child of God. Amen. 
And you know, think about it. I always, my, my preparation for, of course, every service, whether it be Wednesday or Sunday, Sunday's usually the longer day because we have two services and amen. We're in here longer than we normally are on Wednesday. But preparation, preparation for the, you know, to be ready to come in here, ready to, to worship, first of all. How many of you were ready to worship the Lord today? This morning? Come into the house of God and amen. And, and I don't know about you, but uh, to me, to me, there's an excitement that I experience when I do that, when I look forward to it, there's excitement. Amen. Knowing, you know, because of the Lord and knowing that He's going to be here and we're going to feel His presence and whatever He wills for us to receive or experience that we're going to, amen, we're going to, we're going to have it. We're going to receive it. And uh, so it's always something to, to, to get ready for that and uh, just thinking ahead of time and, and all that, but it uh, just seems like when you think about the house of God, amen, those things just seem to always, you know, it's a priority to me, so praise God, I'm always looking forward to something, amen, something new, <laughs> something new, praise God, amen, let me turn this a little bit, it's almost blowing me over here, so. Praise God. But it's good to be in the house of God. Amen. 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 And as our habit is, Scripture said about Jesus when he uh, when he went to the synagogue every Sabbath, the Bible says, as his custom was as his custom was think about that and, and there's a few words you could probably connect to that <clears throat> and, and and everything that we do and especially when I spoke about him how he every Sunday every Sabbath day well not really every Sunday but every Sabbath day which on the Jewish timetable was the last day of the week which uh, was a Saturday so they came together and they worshiped God on a Saturday amen they rested when they when they uh, amen obeyed the law and they rested from their works on a Saturday, uh, Saturday and then they came together to worship can you imagine that that was their custom. That was his custom to come to the house of God. And and think about it because, you know, we we uh, fully don't understand the whole reason sometimes about why it is we come together. Of course, we could all say, well, we, church is always scheduled, scheduled on Sunday. So that's the reason why we come together. Well, that's, that's a fact. Church is scheduled on Sunday, which is 
different than the Jews because they come together for church on Saturdays. The ones that are still uh, orthodox, amen, they come together because obviously they don't believe the New Testament. They still ad adhere to the Torah, so they come together on Saturday. That's their Sabbath day. Amen. So I guess you would call them Seventh-day Adventists. <laughs> but that's their that's their custom. And and if you want to say it, if you want to say it, if you just want to connect it, uh, I guess synonymously, that's their routine. That's their routine. So they had a routine every week. And of course, you know, uh, some high Sabbath days, some holy days, high days, sometimes whatever day it took place and, and praise God, they would they would uh, definitely attend uh, the sacrifices at the temple for that and, and do that, the appointed, the appointed high days. So they would do that, but that was their routine. That was their routine. They did that. Praise God. Just something, I guess, that was a habit. How many of you have habits? Yes. You have habits. We have good habits. We have bad habits. Praise God. I hope we have more good habits than bad habits. Because that's important. That's important. But that's what they did. They had they had a routine. Let's let's go in the scripture and let's go to the book of Matthew chapter twelve. And we'll chapter twelve, if everybody would get there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If everybody's there, say amen. amen. Verse number one, And at that time Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn, and his disciples were hungered, and began to pluck the ears of corn and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto them, Behold, thy disciples do that which is not lawful to do, upon the Sabbath day. But he said unto them, Have you not read what David did when he was in hunger, and they and they that were with him? How uh, he entered into the house of God and did eat the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priest. Or have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath days the priest in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? But I say unto you that in this place is one greater than the temple. But if he had known what this meaneth, I would have mercy 
in that sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless, for the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. Praise God. Thank you for your word, Lord. Minister to our hearts, Father. Open up our understanding, God, and give us wisdom and knowledge, Lord. Pray that you would pour out your spirit upon this congregation. Quicken us, O Lord, and lift us up, Father, that we can abide with you, Lord. Amen, Lord, in those heavenly places. Amen. Pour out your spirit upon us, Lord. That's our desire, Lord. That's our, amen, hunger and our thirst, Lord. Your presence, O God, in this place and within us. Amen, Lord, that we can receive from you, O God. Amen. That life, O Lord, that you have, amen, promised to us. Father, we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let it be done, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. <clears throat> Let me go back to the book of Exodus, if you would, with me. Chapter 31. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse number 12. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily, my Sabbath ye shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that ye may know that I and the Lord that does sanctify you. Praise God. So he said, he said, My Sabbath ye shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations. It is a sign. When they kept the Sabbath day, it was a sign between him and his people that he was the Lord. He is the Lord. I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. Praise God. So you think about what Jesus was saying in the story in Matthew chapter 12 when amen, him and his disciples were questioned for just simply taking some ears of corn so that they could feed their hunger. And it was a Sabbath day that they did this and they were under the watchful eye of the Pharisees and when they seen them taking these ears of corn and amen eating them first thing that came from them was don't you know this is unlawful this is unlawful for you to do this don't you and your disciples know and then so David uh, Jesus makes reference to David and what his men did 
how they entered into the house of God and amen they ate their showbread which was not lawful for them to eat and then he also makes amen uh, makes them understand as far as what was done by the priest and how that on the Sabbath day they profaned the Sabbath day and they were blameless in other words they did what they wanted to do and they were they were not judged for what they did even though it was unlawful praise God but here's the thing even though that they had laws for the Sabbath even though amen as the scripture says there were certain things that had to be done on the Sabbath day you could not work on the Sabbath day amen you had to rest from all your works of course following the example of the Lord after the days of creation on the Sabbath day he rested he rested from all his works that he had done and amen so it was a day that was supposed to be a day of rest amen for the people of God and so for this reason only but to understand amen more deeply and more, more further the Sabbath day Jesus said this unto them he said but I say unto you that in this place is one greater than the temple amen referring to what took place amen as the priests broke the law of God on the Sabbath day the priests in the temple and what he was saying was this amen that we we need to realize something the Sabbath was made for man the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath it's kind of hard for us to understand that isn't it but when we really truly see amen what he meant by this and and understand that amen there was one that was greater than the temple there was one that was greater than what the Sabbath day stood for praise God right. we can read in the book of John chapter 5 where we, re we read about the story of the impotent man that was laying by the pool there amen waiting for the waters to be troubled amen and as they were waiting for the waters to be troubled an angel came down and troubled the water so the first one into that pool was was healed amen of whatever disease or sickness he had so everybody that was there, amen, were waiting for the waters to be troubled. And there was this impotent man. There was this lame man. And Jesus comes along. And he asks him the simple question. You think you're going to make it to the water in time? After the angel troubles the water. And he says, he says, well, I don't know. He said, because there's a lot of other people that, amen, may beat me to the water. Praise God. And so Jesus basically said this. Do you believe? Yeah. Right. Amen. That's right. Do you believe? Yes. Amen. Do you believe that you can be made whole? Amen. And the answer that he gave to him was, Yes, I believe I can be made whole. So what did Jesus say? Rise up, take your bed and walk. And he was made whole from that moment. Amen. Instantly. But guess what? This took place on the Sabbath day. Yeah. It took place on the Sabbath day. So when the Pharisees seen this impotent man who was now made whole, carrying his 
bed on the Sabbath day. In other words, you're not supposed to be working. Yeah. Wow. Amen. They regarded that as labor. Amen. Not knowing and not realizing the miracle that had taken place that this man was made whole on the Sabbath day. Praise God. The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Praise God. So when you think about it, think about this. Now let's 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 take this because obviously, even the Lord, God transcends even his own laws. But he doesn't break them. Are you listening to me? He doesn't break them. He made the Sabbath for man. In other words, let, let me back it up and simplify it for you a little bit more. He made the day of rest for mankind. He didn't make mankind for rest. He made the day of rest for mankind. Yeah. In other words, we have that opportunity, amen, to enter into the rest of the Lord if we so yeah. choose to believe. In the Lord of the Sabbath. Yes. Think about this. Think about this church. Because here we are. How many of us come in here? Routinely. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yep. Praise God. It's my routine every Sunday. What's your routine? Get up and get ready. Get ready for church. Praise God. Go to Sunday school. Go to afternoon service. That's my routine. And so because we speak of it as such, that's what it becomes to us. A routine. Amen. I'm going to the house of God. Amen. We've made a ritual out of it. Not realize the blessing that you and I can receive from the presence of the Lord. Amen. The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Think about this, saints. Praise God. Think about it. Amen. Because this is what it's all about. Amen. Entering into the presence of the Lord. Praise God, because a lot of people in the scripture did not realize the significance of the Sabbath day, the rest of the Lord. Amen. I'm reminded of what the Bible says. Amen. In Matthew chapter 11. Amen. Verse number 28. Come unto me, all ye that are labor, that ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. You cannot tell me that there are some of you that have come in here burdened. Are you listening to yeah. me? Amen. Some of you are come, have come in here with a need. Praise yeah. God. You need to be touched by God. Yeah. You need, amen, God's, uh, amen, touch this afternoon. Amen. So I want you to understand this. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I shall give you rest. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That's why I said church should be just more than a routine. Yeah. Amen. The worship of God should be just more than a routine. Yeah. It should be more than just the three, four songs that we sing. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Just to follow a routine. We should worship, amen, in such a manner that we bring, amen, the Holy Ghost down upon us. Are you listening to me? Why? We need the rest of the Lord. We need the Sabbath of the Lord. Thank you, 
you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When we enter into that rest, mm -hmm. praise God. How many of you know God doesn't need rest? Amen. Huh? Amen. The Bible says he doesn't grow weary, neither does he sleep. But what did that really mean? Praise God. What did that mean, really mean? To come into that place where we can find, amen, that place of rest where we can be ministered unto, amen, because we all need a touch of the Lord this afternoon, don't we? We all need a miracle from God. We all need to enter into that rest. And now we have the opportunity. Now we're given, praise God, the opportunity to come into the presence of the Lord. Because that's what Jesus said. A greater than the temple, amen, a greater than the temple is here. This all means something. This all symbolizes something. Yep. When you look at it, amen, our minds can think about God. Everything in here is a reference to God. It's a reference to his person. It's a reference to his spirit. Praise God. It means something. It's just more than what you see, but it's the spirit that is in this place. Amen. 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 Wow. Wow. Praise God. That's why I say church shouldn't be a routine. Yeah. Are you listening to me? If we could follow after, if we could realize the presence of God that you and I can experience, amen, there's nothing like it. Can you imagine being in the presence of the Lord, amen, just as these people were given that opportunity? That's why he spoke to them in such a manner. Praise God. Human beings are funny creatures. You know why? Because they're self-willed. Yep. Are you listening to me? They're self-willed. We want to do what we want to do. Yep. It's hard for us to comprehend God. Are you listening to me? It's hard for us to comprehend His presence. You know why? Because we want to do what we want to do. We want to think how we want to think. We're opinionated. Amen. We think that we should be doing this and we should be doing that. Yes. Self-denial. Praise God. Think about that. Think about that. That's one thing we have to learn. Self-denial. Denial of self. Yeah. Woo, we're too proud. Yeah. Huh? Praise God. We want to put ourselves there. Yep. Amen. We want, to, we want to do this and we want to do that. But praise God, here we are. Amen. I know this. That some of us, amen, definitely we need a miracle of God. Yep. Some of us need, amen, healing. Yep. Some of us need peace. Yep. Some of us need to know what real yep. joy and love is yep. all about. Yep. Some of us need to experience the Holy Ghost yeah. like we've never experienced it before. Yeah. We need, amen, to feel the presence of God so when we can leave here, we can know that we did enter into His rest. Yeah. We've got the, amen, we've experienced, yeah. amen, His full rest. Yes, yeah. amen. Woo. 
Thank you, Jesus. So he says, there's greater than the temple. There's one greater than the temple. What it's all, what it all means and what it all stands for. We're so used to it. Amen. Our minds are so ingrained. Praise God by by what we have been taught and what we think about God. I'm glad. I'm glad you cannot limit God. Amen. Because my Bible says, Amen, that with God all things are possible. Apply that to your situation. Apply that to the dilemma you're in right now. And you're saying to yourself, Amen, I don't know if God can help me. I don't know if God is able to save me. Are you listening to me? I don't know if God is able to heal me. Amen. But that's the way we think. So if you can apply that to what you're going through right now. Amen. With God, all things are possible. I don't care what it is you're going through right now. But if you enter into the rest of the Lord, you're going to find out God is going, amen, to bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. It's amazing how certain things changed. You study the scripture. Of course, the instruction he gave his people. Here's the thing. They missed it. They missed the, the real reason why the Sabbath was given to them. It wasn't just to be able to uphold certain laws of the Sabbath. All he wanted them to do, if you study the whole amen thing about the Sabbath day, all he wanted them to do was basically to stop doing what they were doing. Amen. Get your mind on God. Meditate on the word of God. Think about him today. Even though you may feel like you don't need a rest, take a rest and think about the things of God. You know what's wrong with human nature? We're so driven, amen, by our own physical energy, amen. We're so driven that we cannot take time just to slow down for one second. Amen. I've said this hundreds of times. I'll say it a hundred more times. We're always in a hurry to go no place. Where do you have to go? Always watching the clock. Huh? Yeah. Did you know God transcends time? Yeah. We're the only ones that live with a limit on us. Yeah. Every day we wake up. What time do you get up in the morning? What time do you go to bed? What time do you go to sleep? We're all limited. We're all given to living 
life in, 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 a, in a limit of time and space. Yes. We can go here, we can go there, and guess what? We're always watching. Yeah. We're always watching the time. I have time to do this. I have time to do that. Guess what? We don't realize that, amen, we're bound to time. We're limited by the things that we do. We're self-driven. We do what we want to do. So our time is precious to us. Yeah. But we fail to see the significance and importance of the rest of God when we have the opportunity to come into the house of God and take advantage yep. of every moment that we spend in the presence of God. Amen. Boy, there are some people that got it right in the Old Testament. Even though they were under the Old Testament law, you couldn't walk three quarters of a mile. Huh? Because if you walked over three quarters of a mile, you broke the Sabbath law. Huh? You couldn't even pick up your bed. Yep. You couldn't pick up any furniture. You couldn't do any of that. You broke the Sabbath. But they missed. They missed the whole purpose and the real reason yeah. of the Sabbath. Yeah. It was to enter into His rest. Yeah. 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 Amen. Yeah. And so here they were. But there were some, there were some that got it right. When the Lord spoke to Moses and said that, we read that in Exodus chapter 31. When the Lord spoke to Moses and speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily my Sabbaths ye shall keep. For it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations. In other words, let, 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 me, let me back up a little bit. When they kept the Sabbath, when they kept the Sabbath, it wasn't just because they didn't walk a certain distance. It wasn't just because they didn't engage in certain menial tasks of labor. It wasn't just because of that. They understood something. They understood that this is a special day. This is a special time that has been allotted to me. That has been given to me. That my mind can be on the things of God. I can meditate on his word and I can enter into his rest. They understood that rest, that they could enter into the presence of God because that was the true Sabbath rest was entering into the presence of God. If some of you lived in the Old Testament times, you would be Sabbath breakers. Here, here. And I, I'm not trying to be ugly or nothing like that. I, I'm not trying to be ugly, but this is something that, that the Holy Ghost revealed to me, amen, a long time ago. But I want you something about this that's really beautiful. Because some, God has some special people. 
You know what I mean by special people? You don't have to tell them once or twice or three times. They understand. They comprehend. Because there are some people that understand the that understood the significance of the Sabbath day that rest to enter into it. They realized it was for their advantage that they could enter into the rest, the presence of God. So what did they do? They took that time to humble themselves and enter into that rest so that God could bless them. And when God blessed them, Amen. So he says, this is going to be the sign of the Sabbath day. That's what he said, didn't he? Let me read it. For it is a sign between me and you. When you keep the Sabbath, it's going to be a sign between me and you throughout your generations that ye may know that I am I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. Amen. You know what my, my grandparents? Grandma Nally Tuhawk and Albert Tuhawk and my grandpa Charles Marshall and my grandma uh, they called her Martha I heard some people call it Blanche, but the Martha, godly people. I lived with my paternal, or yeah, my, my maternal grandparents for two years. Longer than that, really, off and on, but I, for two years, I lived with them. I was only four years old, and there they were. I was subject to their lifestyle. I want to say something about my grandparents. They didn't have the Holy Ghost. But they were godly. <coughs> huh? They prayed every day. That's, that's something that has been in my mind since I was a small child. I witnessed them. Their habit was to pray every day. They greeted the morning with prayer. And they, amen, shut down in the evening before bedtime with prayer. They read the scripture. They held hands. I can remember my, amen, grandpa praying, leading us in prayer. There's times my grandmother would add to it. But I remember them just humbling themselves. And this was a, amen, a day, amen, every day. This was a habit for them, amen. They did it, but they did it with all their heart because they had such a reverence for God. They had such an awe for God. Amen. They, they lined up to the scriptures and they didn't have the Holy Ghost. Are you listening to me? Amen. They didn't have the Holy Ghost. You know what it was? They entered into his rest. They understood the rest of God. They knew what it was like to be able to experience that cessation. Amen. And dwelling in his presence. Woo. So there they were. It's kind of something because my grandma Nally used to come under ridicule by some people that 
belonged to the same church that she was in. We belonged in that church. But my grandma was unusual because you know what she believed in? She believed in miracles. So because she believed in miracles, she even came under the, amen, the, the persecution of her own son who was a, was a minister. Wow. Oh, God don't do that no more. I always remember those famous words. He don't do that no more. That's not in our day. Ho, 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 ho. I beg to differ. Yep. Amen. You know what? She believed right. in entering into that rest. Yep. That's where her mind was right there. She believed, praise God, that God could do whatever he wanted to do, whatever he willed to do. Are you listening to me? She believed in the presence of God, even though she didn't have the Holy Ghost. How much of you believe in the presence of God? So they misunderstood. Is it possible? Ask yourself the question, is it possible for us to misunderstand? Oh man, we don't know what we have. We don't know what we have. Because, you know when he said, this is going to be a sign between me and you. When they keep my Sabbath day, this is going to be the sign that I am the Lord, thy God, which sanctifies you. That was the Old Testament. That was the Old Testament. Guess what? He was gracious. God always keeps his word. He's not a promise breaker. He's a promise keeper. And God always kept his word with his people. Basically comes down to this. If you honor me, I will honor you. Are you listening to me? If you regard me, I will regard you. Praise God. That's how much God cares. And if we show him, praise God, the sincerity of our love for him. Are you listening to me? The sincerity of our faith. Because that's what they believed in the Old Testament. They believed that the Lord says, if you honor my Sabbath day, I'm going to take care of you. Amen. But that was the Old Testament. Years ago, back in the 90s, we went to this event, and it was, you know, Brother Sinway and Sister Adrian have those bouncy houses. They put them up, and you can go jump around with this. Went to this event in, in a park, and they had these bouncy houses, and it was hot outside. I mean, the temperature was probably well in the, I'm going to say, upper 90s. And, and, of course, you know how it is when there's a lot of humidity in there. You just go outside like I'm doing right now. I'm sweating. Sweat's just coming out. And So when you walked around, and all you, all you have to do is just walk around. You're sweating. 
And I remember walking around, amen, uh, the park over there in Wagner, and, and amen. Somebody obviously woke up with, with the right idea because amidst all the stuff that was going on, way kind of in the corner there, there was a mist tent. And you could go in one, and it was just like you went in one side of it, came out the other. But inside this mist tent, they had this this uh, pipe running, and you could walk it and, and go through it. Man, there's a cool mist that came from that from that pipe, and just kind of covered the area of that tent. You walked in, and oh, that felt good. So I said, man, this is a good idea. I walked inside, and boy, that felt so good, being in the heat, and you and you just want to stand. Oh, man, feels so good. Feels so good. I'm saying that because that's kind of the principle. Here we are. Here we are in the house of God. And He's doing it for you. And He's doing it for me. He set up this little place amongst all this activity and all the the heat, so to speak, that's in this world. And there's this little bitty place that you can walk into and you can refresh yourself. You can feel the cool refreshing, amen, of that mist tent. You can feel his presence. That's what God is offering to us. We can come in and we can find that refreshing of His presence in the house of God. Think about that. Sabbath was made for man. It was made for you. It was made for me. Let me go a little further. The rest was made for man. Amen. So that we could enter into his rest. You notice that. Praise God. After the Old Testament came to its end. And here comes the new covenant. Here comes the new testament. Jesus offered himself on the cross. And then when he gave up the ghost before he died, he uttered these three words. It is finished. What he came to fulfill as far as the law of prophets, it was done. It was finished. Amen. To verify what was being done there, the amen veil in the temple was rent in two from top to bottom. In other words, God was saying, amen, the old covenant is over. Now the new covenant is going to be ushered in. And what did the new covenant consist of? Amen. Repentance. Death. Amen. Amen. Baptism. Amen. Burial. For the remission of sins in the name of Jesus Christ. And the infilling of the Holy Ghost. The resurrection, amen, of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So now, the new covenant, the new covenant is established. 
And here we are. Amen. Now we've come to that place. Amen. The Apostle Paul, understanding completely what it meant. Praise God. They no longer gathered today together on the Sabbath day, on the seventh day, which was, amen, a Saturday. No longer was their custom or their routine to gather together on the seventh day. Instead, amen, amen, a new day was proclaimed. And that day was the day of resurrection. Are you listening to me? Amen. So when they came together to congregate, amen, for the word of God, they didn't come together on the Sabbath day. They came together on the first day of the week, which is Sunday. Why was that? Because that's the day the Lord resurrected from the dead. Was, which was a type and a figure of the rest <clears throat> why is it that when you when you don't comprehend the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Ghost you always have to revert back to the seventh day rest. Someone says, it's in the scripture. Yeah, that's true. But that's the old covenant. This is the new covenant now. Now, we can enter into that rest. Here's the good thing. You ever realize this? Why was it the high priest, when he was anointed for service, and the Bible says they put his garments on him and they anointed him. And he wore his garments. He was sanctified and consecrated with his garments, in his garments. And he had to wear his garments seven days. That's a type of the Holy Ghost. We don't just reverence God. We don't just humble ourselves to the Spirit of God on the Sabbath day, the seventh day. Now we can humble ourselves to the presence of God every day by the infilling of the Holy Ghost that you and I have experienced. So listen to this. Here's the Apostle Paul. He said, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is Lord. Mm -hmm. Remember what he said in Exodus 31, verse 12? This is going to be the sign between you and me. If you keep my Sabbath, this is the sign. That I am the Lord your God, which sanctifieth you. So when you keep my Sabbath day, this is the sign. I am the Lord your God that sanctifieth you. So the Apostle Paul says, 
Amen. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord except it be by the Holy Ghost. In other words, you walking in the Holy Ghost every day of your life, then you can say you have entered into that rest. Amen. I noticed something. I noticed something about people that don't enter into the rest. Because when we haven't entered into the rest, we haven't really immersed ourselves. Yes. Hopefully I'm not going over anybody's head. Did you realize that the Bible says when we're to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, you know when the Lord gave that... that uh, Admonition, be baptized with the Holy Ghost. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That's what John said. He will baptize you. Did you realize in that scripture verse the word baptism means this? Baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Did you realize that the word in that scripture, the word baptize means to be immersed. And that's synonymous of being filled. But we're, it's like we're dropped down into a big pool. And none of us, no part of us is exposed because we're immersed. We've been lowered down and we're immersed deeply into that water. There's not one part of us that is dry. Amen. Because we have been immersed. Amen. In other words, what does that typify? What does that mean? We have been, amen, immersed. We have entered into that rest. Amen. And I'll finish what I was saying that I started just a moment ago. People that are not fully immersed into that rest. You ever notice this? They always tend to go back to that thinking or that mindset. Yes. Are you listening to me? Amen. Where they don't have that rest. Where they don't have that peace. Yeah. Where they don't have the joy. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're not feeling the love. Yeah. Yeah. But they're feeling everything else. Yeah. They're feeling fear. They're feeling frustration. Yeah. Yeah. They're feeling anger. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. They're back to that carnal nature. Yeah. No faith in God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Even back to your own lifestyle. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Back to your stinking thinking. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Back to doing what you used to like to do. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Praise God. Gossip. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Amen. Lying. Yeah. Cheating. 
yeah. fornication, yeah. adultery. We can go on and we can go on. Emulation. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Lasciviousness. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Uncleanness. We can go back to yeah. it. Why? Because we haven't entered into that rest. Yeah. We're not fully engulfed or immersed into the rest of God. Amen. My, 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 my. By the way, I do love you. Amen. And so does the Lord. Amen. So think about it. Think about what Jesus said. The Sabbath was made for the for the man and not man for the Sabbath. If that's if that's the if that's the truth, if that was the truth concerning the Sabbath of the Old Testament, let me tell you something. Let me let me bring it up to the New Testament. Let me bring it up to the thought. A amen of the New Testament. The Holy Ghost is for you and I. Yeah. Amen. Not us for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. The Holy Ghost is for you and I. We, amen. And, and we can't really, we, we can choose to walk away from God. We can choose to quench the Spirit. But let me tell you something. If you do, you're going to be without Him. We don't have a choice. Our only choice is to allow ourselves to be filled. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. How many of you find it interesting? Think about this. Think about this now. Because you and I you and I, if we had our glorified bodies, we wouldn't have to worry about nothing. Wouldn't be a problem. It would just be so amazing. Think about that. I know, you know, I know, you know. Here's the thing. Wouldn't you like to live in a world where there's no temptation? Wouldn't wouldn't you like to live in a world where there's no pain? No sickness? No diseases? No headaches? No fevers? Huh? No worries. No no trials. Woo. What what a paradise. Praise God. Not to wake up. Amen. With a with aches and pains and stiffnesses. Huh? To be free. Yes. 
to be free from all that. Uh, can you imagine what it would be like not to even experience pain if you stubbed your toe? Right. Huh? Yeah. Man, that would that would be a world to live in, wouldn't it? Yeah. Not have to wake up with any worries. Yeah. Amen. Huh? Yeah. Wake up with any worries. How many of you woke up worried this morning? Mm. Worried about how you're going to pay your bills. Mom. Worried about how you're going to get some groceries. Mom. Are you listening to me? How are you going to take care of your family? Yes. Instead, we woke up to the reality of this world. Yeah. Yeah. As Brother Hancock says, Good Lord, morning. <laughs> Not good morning, Lord. Good Lord, morning. We wake up with the realities that we face every day. Our daily routine. You know what our daily routine is? Worry, worry, worry. Fear, fear, fear. Frustration. Are you listening to me? Poverty, anger. Are you listening to me? All these things we face every day. Yeah. And here's Jesus. And you know, I, I know this. Some of us live in that fast lane. <laughs> We're so wrapped up in our earthly life. Yeah. I have to do this. I have to do that. Who says? Yeah. Uh, guess what? Here's an FYI. You don't have to. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to live with the addictions. You don't have to live with the sin. You don't have to live with the fears and the frustrations. You don't have to live that way. You have a choice. Yeah. Yes. I purposely kept myself off of Main Street this, this weekend. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I've grown past that. Huh? Even though there are a lot of good food stands down there. Why? I don't need all that mumbo and jumbo to make me feel good. And why is it all these wise people cater to that? That's kind of beyond me. What's that? What's that uh, little thing they put on the Facebook and stuff? S M H. Scratching my head. I mean, why do we go through such lengths? Why do we go through? Why? Because that's our custom every year. Yeah. 
I remember when I when I sat on the board there, and that was way back in 2008-7, when I sat on the board there, the uh, I can't, the name of the board, it's, man, my mind gets blank sometimes. But praise God, that year, 113 students with alcohol poisoning. And some of the people are saying, you know, oh, that, that's not really that well. 113 students didn't have to have alcohol poisoning. And you have, you have all these all these smart people sitting there and say, well, that's not bad. <laughs> Was it your son? Was it your daughter? And I'm a minister and I'm going to go, But think about it, saints. Because sometimes, sometimes we have it backward. The greatest thing. We can believe that when we stand up and testify about what God has done for us. Yes. Amen. Huh? But did you realize what it is that we really have? I could just imagine Jesus when he was sitting in the temple and there were all these people in need and he knew it. And even though he knew that there were some self-righteous individuals who knew the law but they only knew one half of it that's right that's right amen that's right if they could only understand the mercies of god if they could only understand the loving kindnesses of god if they could only understand his long suffering and here they were even on the Sabbath day they were in need and here comes Jesus and you know what I knew I knew right well he was probably battling his mind what shall I do what shall I do I want to do the right thing I'm, I'm going to minister I'm going to heal them and so he became a Sabbath law breaker and here he was and can you imagine him I could just imagine him I'm just in my own mind can't you even comprehend? You know what this is all? You know what all this symbolizes? Can you can you just see him sitting there uh, in the temple courtyard and he's he's going he's going like can you can you see all this? Can you see all the, the beautiful stonework and everything? Can you see all this? Do you, do you know what this means? Do you know the significance? Of what the, why this building is here it's not in the building are you listening to me it's not in the building it's in the presence that fills the building Woo. 
get it right. Enter, enter, enter into his rest. Enter into his rest. Did you ever realize this? Jesus was said that. He said, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. Take my yoke upon you. Yep. In other words, yeah. if you're going to take his yoke upon you, you're going to take the yoke off that you're carrying right now. Amen. Whatever that burden is, you're going to take it off and you're going to put his yoke on. Yep. Why? Because that's important for you to do that. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And learn Amen. of me. Yep. For I am meek and lowly in heart. Here's the thing. Like we all seem to do sometimes, we always try to picture this is the way it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, this is what I'm going to say. Yeah. If pastor calls me to testify, man, I'm going to, this is what, I'm, and then we get up and guess what happens? But that's just the way we are. Yes. And we, we're in that position, but we don't realize it. And, and, and what's the problem? What's the problem? We have to free ourselves of the yoke that we carry Amen. into this place. Amen. And like I said, we always picture something, and it's always, you know, something grand with great grandeur. This is the way it's going to happen for me. You know what? The reality of it is, that's what some of you think. So you, so you come in here with that on your mind, and basically what you're saying, because you think that way, this is the way I want God. This is the way I want God to do things. A thought just came to me. Somebody said, somebody said this. Well, I don't feel like doing anything right now. I don't have to do anything right now. When God gives us the opportunity, here we are. Here we are. It's no coincidence we're all here. God's given us that opportunity. Now He's just He's laying it out there, just 
clean. Yeah. So he says, For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is I heard some things that today that just kind of confirmed what the Lord laid on my heart and that I heard some some of you testify about you know having to deal with let let let, let me just kind of paraphrase having to put up with mm-hmm. having to put up with Because that's our thinking. You know, since the first time I seen God perform a miracle, since that first time, He didn't really have to prove it to me after that, even though He did. Even though I've seen miracle after miracle after miracle. He didn't have to do that, but that's just God. That's Him. That's His nature. That's what He does. He's a supernatural God. So, from the first time I experienced a miracle, my mind was made up. I said to myself, if that's God, then let God be God. You don't have to persuade me because I I know it for a fact because I witnessed it. So because I witnessed it, I know it's a reality. I know it can happen. You know what helps me to understand that? Because the Bible says Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. So if he's the same, that tells me he hasn't changed. So I know that nothing has changed and everything's the same. So I know that God, here's the thing. The problem, the reason why we don't receive, we don't leave with a miracle is because we haven't entered into his rest. How many of you are like this? It's human nature. Somebody comes along and says, Hey, what if we give you a little R&R? You go, Woo! I'll take it! Paid vacation! I'll take a little R&R. Guess what? God is trying to offer you some R&R! But you don't want to take it! And I, you know, I don't, I don't preach against good work ethic. It's good to have a good work ethic, but let me, let me, let me tell you something. There's times you need a break yeah. 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 from work, yeah. not from God. Yeah. 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 So here's, here's, here's the Lord in all this. When all this happened. And, and 
course, we witnessed that. We, we read it in the scripture when this took place and, and, and he came under criticism and they attacked him and said, hey, don't you know it's unlawful to break the Sabbath laws? And you know what? Jesus didn't even break the Sabbath laws. His one defense was this. He said, I want you to understand this. God, God made the Sabbath for man. The Sabbath was made for man. It was made for his benefit. There are so many things that God is willing for you to experience, to receive. But you know, that's up to you. That's up to you. Writer in Hebrews said it this this way. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Guess what? As far as the Bible tells me, the Apostle Paul said, all his promises are Yay. Yay. And not me. Man, that kind of puts us in a spot, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Amen. Food for thought. What are we going to do? And so, here we are. So he says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know. That faith business. I'd rather believe I'd rather take the word of my good doctor I'm not saying doctors are bad but guess what they can't heal you like the way God can heal you Their healing has certain limitations. I have never seen a doctor perform a miracle of healing, complete healing, without the use of drugs. But here comes Jesus, our great physician. You know, I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think it was possible 
to overcome not just certain obstacles in my life, but even pain. When I thought pain, I, you know, I'm, I can take pain up to a certain point. But when you get past that point, you know, and I, a lot of times I just endured the pain I was experiencing, I was suffering, and I said, oh, I was trying to do my best before I started crying. Putting my trust in God. But you know what? Here's the thing. My mind had problems believing his promise. <laughs> My wife suffered with that left hip of hers, got so bad she couldn't even move around, couldn't even get in bed, couldn't get out of bed, couldn't stand up so much excruciating pain she cried wake up at night crying did my best to comfort her pray for her and uh, of course she don't like to take drugs so there we go there we go we haven't you know dealing with that and you know when we started fasting and praying i said lord you know what's wrong with my wife you know what's wrong with the left hip and i don't know what it's going to take but lord i want you to heal her i want you to heal that left hip i don't want her to suffer pain no more i don't want her to suffer pain when she walks and gets up and lays down because every time she moves there's pain guess what happened one morning she woke up and she said hey guess what i just noticed i don't have pain in my hip no more who says god doesn't hear prayer and who says god can't heal Miracle for you. Amen. Yeah. Well, I'm pointing at the electrical outlets. Since we were in this building, we've had problems with them. I, I, I thought I fixed them one time, but weren't working. So, so I prayed. I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me. I don't know what the problem is because when you get up here, it's like a spider's web. And I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me get through this thing because I don't think anybody wants to get through a whole wad of wires and pull them out and go through every single one of them. Amen. Blue wires, red wires, black wires, white wires. And there I was. I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me. And I, and I knew just basically the circuit that these belong to. So I said, if I just narrow it down, there's two circuits, Lord. If I just narrow it down, Lord, it's got to be one of those two circuits. Common sense. So I got up there and I said, oh man. I had to pull that junction box, take the cover up, pull all the wires out. Isolate it. Okay, there, those two circuits right there. there. There was one there and it was all bunched up, just knotted up. So I pulled it out. And I noticed something about the cap that, you know, uh, bound the wires together. I touched that cap and it was loose. Uh -oh. What? Uh -huh. So I just pulled it off. Oh, wow. I put it back on. I, I wonder if it's going to tighten. I tightened it. It tightened up. Woo! So, so I got my tester and I... I said, oh, well, if this really works, I turn all the, the breakers back on again. If, 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 I hope I fix it. I came in and plugged it in. Guess what? Power! Hey, how many years have we been in here? 
If you, if, you, if you didn't notice, all the extension cords are gone now. I give him all the credit. You know why? Because he's an electrician too. He's the one that invented the electricity. He's the one that invented the wires and everything. And some people said, no, that was just... Reminds me of George First Rider. You want to hear testimony? George First Rider, Brother Aaron probably remembers this. George First Rider, uh, from he's a pro, God filled with the Holy Ghost, and he was baptized in Jesus' name. They're having revival out there in Montana. He wanted to go revival. He said he got out, got ready to go to revival under the tent. He said, got out to his truck, and and one of his grandchildren, they said, Grandpa, you got a flat tire on this side. He said, Really? What walked over there? He said, Yeah. And, and, and he said, and I don't have a spare. What am I going to do? And then, he, and then he says, and Grandpa, you got a flat tire on this side over here too. He said, what? He said, yeah. He walked over there. Amen. That tire was flat too. He said, oh my, how am I going to get to that service? He said, he got mad. He walked up to that tire. He said, Jesus name. He kicked it. Whoosh. <laughs> and so he walks to the other side. In Jesus name, he kicks it. Guess what? Whoosh. <laughs> Who says God can't air tires? Yeah. Who says God can't air a flat tire? Who says God cannot heal? Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Entering into his rest. Here we are, saints. Here we are. And in this place again, that they shall enter into my rest. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein. And they to whom he was first preached, entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limited a certain day, saying, And David, today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if you would hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Joshua, Jesus, had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. So we see saints, God has made a way for you and I. It's not a routine. It's not a habit. If we know what it is when we come into this place, His presence, 
and what God, what God, what God intends for you and I, as far as us entering into His rest. My my my. Stop all the activity. Stop all the works. Stop all the influence. Stop all that energy. Because that's what some of you come in with. And just humble yourself to Him. Humble yourself. And you know what? You're going to find rest. You're going to find rest. Let's all stand. presence his presence is just so awesome that's what we need to understand presence of the Lord God is here he's here for you he's here for this could be an opportunity for him to touch your life and to do something for you special I know it just seems like we have been plagued with a lot of afflictions and amen just physical afflictions infirmities praise God some of us have suffered greatly pain and some not just in their body but in their mind maybe even in your spirit just coming under amen the burden of all these things, all your worries, all your cares, your fears, your anxieties, whatever it is that just kind of keeps you unsettled where you don't have peace. You just can't experience peace. There's nothing like the peace of God. There's nothing like just enjoying <coughs> the cessation of His Spirit when His peace comes and it just seems to, you know, as he calmed that storm, uh, brought just a peace that all those people that seen that miracle, they were just blown away. How could that be? How could that be? But you know, God is able to do that for you and I. He's able to minister in that fashion. But it's us who are willing to enter into that rest that he wants to give us just to come to that place. I've heard so many 
drug addicts and alcoholics and their testimony and their confessions. And, you know what they, they say? I wish I could have stopped. I wish I could have stopped what I was doing, but I just couldn't. Didn't, just couldn't come to that place where I could just stop everything. And the only reason why was because they were so driven. They were so, amen, manipulated by their, by their addiction and by their sin. They couldn't stop. So I would say, hey, there's hope. There's hope. I said, Jesus can help you. And you can find rest. You can find peace. You can find joy. You can do that. Really? That's too good to be true. No, it's not. I said, because he's helped me. I know he can help you. That's just the way it is. That's the reality. That's the reality that he's offering to us. <coughs> so I want you to realize that this afternoon. I want you to realize what is before you right now and what God is offering you. And you know what? He will. He will come through for you. You just have to have faith. You just have to believe. And you just have to humble yourself. Take the yoke that you're carrying, that you've come in here with, take it off and put his yoke on. You're going to find his burden is is easy. His burden is light. His yoke is easy. You're going to find that it's going to be easier for you. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel the peace of God. You're going to feel the love and the joy. Amen. So think about that. While he's giving you the opportunity to come this afternoon, come up talk to him give it to him cast your cares upon him for he careth for you so when you do that just put it in his hands take it from your hands and put it in his hands praise God and you're going to find out God will do exactly what you asked him to do. So we're going to open up the altar this afternoon. We want you to come. Take advantage of his presence. Take advantage of his rest as you come to. Amen. Seek the Lord. They Altar's have open. Wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Teach me, Lord. Teach me.